Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio! Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network, X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and XONETV.com. My guest this hour, X-Zone Nation, is a good friend of the X-Zone. Mike M. Joseph is his name, and we're going to be talking about conspiracy against divine sexuality today with Mike. Now, Mike was born in 1944 to a strict biblical-orientated Orthodox Jewish family in British Aid in Yemen. In 1949, his entire family moved to Israel after a local Arab program took the lives of his mother and three other brothers. In 1963, Mike moved to Paris, France to study French and work in the fashion industry. In late 1965, Mike moved to New York where... About four years later, a change in his religious convictions led him to a community practicing both Old and New Testament teachings and the laws of the Bible. Now, from 1970 to 1975, Mike served on the faculty of a local private college in Pasadena, California, teaching both modern and biblical Hebrew to students and ministers on sabbatical uh, on sabbatical year. Now, at the same time, Mike attended classes and graduated with a Bachelor of Arts degree in liberal arts with a major in theology. After graduation in 1975 uh, and later ordination, Mike Joseph began his service in the field ministry in the Pasadena area congregations. Through the years, Mike has published three books and dozens of articles about biblical, historic, and human relationship subjects. He presently attends a local congregation in the West Valley of San, Fran, uh, San Fernando Valley in California 
And Mike also teaches a Bible law series from the Old and New Testament on the internet at www.teachingthelaw.org. Joining me now is Mike Joseph. And Mike, great having you back here with us in the X-Zone. A great pleasure, Rob, again. Mike, today you and I are going to be talking about conspiracy against divine sexuality. And, um, you know, I, we've got about 40 seconds before we go to our, our, our network break. Can you give us a little bit of an idea what we're going to be talking about in this topic? Yes, we're going to talk uh, about a subject that is obviously on the mind of everybody because we're all involved in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't take much to realize that uh, there is an awful lot of bad things in it, a lot of uh, messed up emotions and uh, attitudes and things like that. And uh, that which should be the glorious experience, uh, too many, unfortunately, it's not. And so obviously there is something and someone that caused uh, this mess, as I call it, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's what I call the conspiracy against divine sexuality. In uh, the book that I wrote, I'm basically covering, you know, the background and uh, what it is all about. Mike so Joseph, if, please, uh, you and I have to take our break, Mike, please stand by. Nation. Mike M. Joseph is my special guest, his website, www.mikemjoseph.com. And if you'd like to take Mike's uh, internet uh, Old and New Testament course on Bible Law series, www.teachingthelaw.org. That's www.teachingthelaw.org teachingthelaw.org. Mike Joseph and I return on the other side of this two-minute break. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213 213- 401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.x. ZBN.net. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? 
Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Welcome back, Exxon Nation. Mike Joseph is our special guest. Here's two websites, www.mikemjoseph.com. And if you'd like to take a uh, Bible law series study on the Internet from Mike, it's the you know from the Old and the New Testaments, www.teachingthelaw.org. And by the way, Exxon Nation, out of 1,148 guests uh, during the last... Uh, rating period that we had on the Apple iTunes, Mike Joseph, our guest this hour, was number 17 out of 1,148 guests that we had on the show during the rating period. It goes to show, and Joseph and I were talking during the commercial break, that people are hungry. And as I told Joseph, it's when you have conviction and honesty as a guest, people want to listen. And this is why, Joseph, and I said it off air, and I'll say it on air, why you are number 17 on our uh, on our list. Thanks to everybody who made it. All right, Joseph, we're talking about conspiracy against divine sexuality and let's let's right, get right to the meat of it. What is sexuality, uh biblically speaking that is? Well, basically there are two uh ideologies out there in the world and mm-hmm. uh they're contrary to each other. One is uh, basically saying, you know, evolutionists are uh, in that group that uh, human being is basically an animal, you know, might be the, the top of the chain, but just an animal. Uh, biblically, that's not uh, the reality. God made it very plain. And uh, we read in, you know, for those who are aware of uh, biblical teachings, in the first book in Genesis, chapter 126, God made it very plain that he created man in his image and in his likeness. And he created the animals all after their own kind. Mm-hmm. And as we go through the scriptures, we find more and more information about it. David understood it by inspiration. He basically said that God created us just a little bit less than Elohim. Unfortunately, it's translated to uh, angels, but he said Elohim. And then later on in uh, Psalm 82, he said, he stated, you know, under inspiration, I said, you are speaking to men, you are Elohim, but you'll all die like men. That is, if you choose to go your own way instead. And when Jesus came on the scene, he repeated that very statement. He said, doesn't it say in your Torah that you are Elohim? And if you are, you know, if it's said about you, you know, why do you hold it against me when I say that I am the son of Elohim? So, biblical sexuality should be understood from that point of view. We generally think about sex in terms of physical, and that's how most people begin. Animals do that, but human beings, it's a different story. For human beings, first and foremost, sexuality, biblically speaking, is a state of heart. That is, all the emotions and the feelings and the sentiments and everything that goes into it, that is spiritual in nature. And then after that, it's the state of mind, the way we think about it, the logic and everything that goes into it. That is the mental. And then comes the senses that God gave us in order to use 
both the heart and the mind and give us the guidance and direction of how to use our eyes and all the other senses that we have in that direction. And only at the end it is a physical act which has to do with the body chemistry, it has to do with the organs, of which the brain is number one. Most people don't think about it. That's the biggest sex organ. And only at the end come the physical organs. Now, what happens when people begin to act like animals and they think about sexuality from the point of view of the opposite, mm-hmm. begin with the physical, end up somewhere down the road with the heart? And that doesn't work. So that explains the difference between biblical sexuality and that of what people, you know, consider it to be. Mere physical act, you know, with some emotions and feelings. And that's the reason why most relationships fail, no matter how good sex may be there. If it begins from the physical to mm-hmm. the spiritual, it's going to uh, basically fail. be shipwrecked along the way. Yeah, It's it's true because, you know, I, I've seen this happen so many times with my very own friends over the years, Mike, that instead of having that that spiritual, that personal chemistry, you know, the wrong organ kicks in, and it doesn't last. Yes, some people put it in this way, which is a blunt way, you know, the man has a big head and the little head, and yeah. too often he thinks with the little head. And that's the formula for disaster. Now, now, Mike, according to the Bible, what is marriage? Biblically speaking, marriage is using what we discussed in the first item. If we take all the emotions that God gave us, and the thought of the mind that God gave us, and the senses, and then the body chemistry, and then all those things that God gave us along with it, and merge them, marriage occurs. That's the biblical concept of marriage. If people follow that route, they will have, and there is no reason why they should have an awesome, glorious, majestic marriage. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, they will end up with a human marriage, which generally, and most people know that most marriages are failures. They're failures because they're doing it the wrong way. It's as simple as that. Hmm. Biblical marriage makes it very plain. How you start, start with the heart, go to the mind, use the senses properly, don't abuse them, use your body properly and the body chemistry, and you have a marriage, and that's a biblical marriage. Now, God chose the marriage relationship with his people that is both spiritual and has physical components, like the temple, the sacrifices, the spices, you know, the offerings, and all things that went there. So when people follow that, in other words, if the maker is the creator of the machine, go to the creator of the machine to find how it works. And if you don't try to do it on your own, well, obviously you're going to have a lot of problems. And so that's where gotcha. people find themselves in. Mm-hmm. Now, what was the what was the purpose for the very first sex education uh, for our parents? You know, going way back uh, to the very start, Adam and Eve, uh, that they received in the Garden of Eden. Joseph, Mike. The purpose is very simple. A man is created, and he's not created with knowledge and understanding and experience and mm-hmm. comprehension and how to use it and all that. Well, obviously, you need to educate a human being from A to Z. Without education in every area of life, and specific in this area of sexuality, what it is all about, in terms of the emotions and then on the thoughts and the senses and all that, men would know what to do. And people should not be ignorant, and God wants us to be fully knowledgeable in this area of everything that goes into it, because it has not only a physical purpose of total union between a man and a woman, 
but the ultimate one, because this is just a practice run, so to speak, in right. the flesh, so that we may be able to be ultimately totally in union with our Creator. And for that, you need a lot of education. And so that was the beginning of it, and God gave it to them, but, you know, something happened in between, and that's what the conspiracy is all about. Now, did our adversary, the one and only adversary, man's adversary, Satan, have anything to do with this? He had an awful lot to do with it for the simple reason. He didn't want the union between man and his creator. Why not? For the simple reason. He was a holy angel. He was on the throne of God, and then he decided to go his own way and do it, you know, the wrong way. And then, uh, you know, jealousy enters in, you know, what right does that man have to have to have that relationship that I'm not deprived on? I'm going to do everything to mess up the relationship. And so it started from the very essence that would make men one with his mate and one with his creator, and that is sexuality. And it's not just physical, it's a spiritual sexuality. And so he was hitting two birds with one stone. So he had all the, all the incentive to go in, and God allowed him, because there was a purpose in it. Man had to make up his own mind which way he wants to go. And he went in, and he basically went for the heart of the matter. And that's basically human sexuality, which is also spiritual and emotional mm-hmm. and sensual in every way, you know, just the totality of what man is. There is no way to become one without it. Even if we don't practice sex, you know, we're sexual beings. Yes, we are. And we're emotional beings, you know, and uh, all those things are always there from the beginning of life. Mike, through whom did Satan actually perpetrate his foul teachings and uh, attitudes about sexuality? Well, if you want to deceive people, go to the people that they trust the most. And the people that... Most people, generally speaking, throughout history, trusted the most are the men of religion. Mm-hmm. They thought, well, they speak for God, they know God, you know, they know what's his mind, his heart, and, and yeah. Uh, yeah. his teachings, uh, so we look up to them, we respect them, we revere them. Well, you target the teachers, and then go secondary, you know, to the parents who receive the knowledge and information, good or bad, from the teachers, and then have the society, society at large. So it's a three-level, uh, three you know, the attempt, you know, to bring total destruction, but it begins with religion. Religion could be good, could be bad, depending on how you use it and what way does it follow, that of God or that of the wrong God of this world, as Paul would call him. Mike, with all the problem that the Church is facing these days and the allegations, how do you, you know, when it comes to, to, to children, how do you think God is reacting against these allegations where people who have given their trust to the church have been defiled? Well, these people obviously are giving God a black eye at all times because they are, in essence, uh, indirectly teaching children and adults Mm -hmm. that not only the teacher is a dirty old man, but also the creator or the God of this dirty old man is also dirty himself. And that's exactly what the devil was aiming at, to make people despise both the clergy, ultimately speaking, the teachers, the parents, and their creator. And so obviously he's taking it extremely, extremely, very, very uh, gravely about it. And uh, he said in due time he's going to take care of the matter and he's going to uh, resolve all these issues. Until then we're paying the penalty. Mike, I've never paying the penalty the most. Mike, there's one thing I've I've never been able to understand. If God has the 
the power and the ability to to right every wrong. Why does he allow evil to exist? Why doesn't God just eradicate evil from existence? Well, that would defeat the very purpose for which he created us. All right, let's hold on to that thought. I, I'd like to talk to you about this when we come back on the other side of this commercial break. Excellent Nation, my very special guest is my good friend Mike Joseph. Here's a couple of websites, www.mikemjoseph.com and www.teachingthelaw.org. Mike Joseph and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news. We're talking about conspiracy against divine sexuality this hour in the Exxon, and I'll be back on the other side as we continue. From our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.x. ZBN.net. Mike M. Joseph is my special guest at this hour, Exonation. We're talking about the conspiracy against divine sexuality. Two websites for Mike www.mikemjoseph.com and www.teachingthelaw.org. Mike, before you went to the uh, commercial break with the news, I, I, I asked a question to you that has been perplexing me ever since I can remember. If God has the power and the ability to eradicate all evil, if he has the ability to, to smite the devil, just, just get rid of him once and for all. Why doesn't he? As strange as it may sound, the devil has a part in our destiny is a necessary evil. Mm. You know, they say no pain, no gain. Yes. Well, basically what it means, and I'll give you some, you know, quick examples. If you have crude oil and you want to have a refined oil so you can put it in an airplane, you put it through a process. There's a lot of heat involved. Yeah. There's so many things that go into it, and there is no other way of doing it. If you want to, uh, you know, the jeweler, before he can, you know, have a, p- a beautiful piece of jewelry, you know, there is a whole process there. You take the crude, you know, gold that comes with the dirt and all that, mm-hmm. you put it through the furnace, 
and then at the end of the process it becomes a pure gold and then he he puts it together you know into a shape and things like that so anything we do in life involves that that's what pain is all about so to remove the pain that defeats the purpose there is no way to reach the ultimate without going through this process but mike if if we if we come onto this planet through a union of love yes we are created in god's image in his likeness yes the ultimate goal of this lifetime is to get back to heaven am get i correct back to the creator get back to the creator yes so i'm a father and you're a father would we allow our children to purposely harm themselves to purposely do things that we knew are wrong and and as fathers and as parents would we not do everything we could to protect our children and that's exactly what God, the Creator, had done to begin with. He created a, a Garden of Eden mm-hmm. with His own hands, a Garden of Delights. That's what Eden means in you know in the, the Hebrew language. Right, the well, most beautiful place. It wasn't a cave. It mm-hmm. wasn't a you know a slum. It wasn't a ghetto. You know, it wasn't a shanty town. Whatever. So he did everything he can to mm-hmm. give them the ultimate in everything, and then he told them just one simple choice. There are two trees in the garden. You can eat of everything else, but one tree just don't touch, because there was a purpose in it. It was symbolic. And he had to test them, and they failed the test. So they created this whole process of pain and affliction and suffering and sorrow, which in essence necessitated now the introduction of the devil. If that's the way you want to go, he didn't choose for them to go that way. He commanded them to eat of the tree of life and all the other things, but not of the tree of the knowledge of evil. But what do you do with children who insist on crossing the street, or who insist on touching the oven, Mm -hmm. who insist on doing all kinds of things they have no business doing, even though you want everything just good for them? And this is where God was faced with. We forced it on him, so to speak. We brought it in ourselves, and now that we chose that way, now that we, we had to go through the process, and that's why Christ, when he came in the flesh, he said, it is a pleasure of God to give you the kingdom, but with suffering, with tribulation. As Paul said, it is through much tribulation that we must enter into the kingdom, because we departed from the way that was the easy way, and we chose the hard way. But and because we did, we brought it on ourselves, and we can't blame God for it. Well, we should take responsibility. Who created the devil? God didn't create the devil. God created a spirit being that was perfect. He was perfect from the day that he was created. Mm-hmm. He, on his own free volition, decided at a certain point to go the other way. Just like the little kid decided, right. don't tell me what to do in my life. I'm going to do my own thing. I mean, we have kids and then we have teenagers. We yeah. know that. That's right. But or what are we going to do? You know, uh, put them in prison and then uh, shut the mouth? Or, you know, no, we don't. You know, I said, okay, well, uh, I've tried my best. Uh, you have to learn the hard way. That's the way you choose. But it, but that's, is, that's but what it, we force God to do. But is it fair for children coming into this world to carry the wrath of the errors of, of their ancestors? It's, it almost seems as if God put a curse on humanity. Uh, 
in essence, that's true. On the other hand, even parents, if they would turn to their creator mm-hmm. with their whole being and heart, there would be very little harm coming to their children. But if they, in turn, continue the process, I mean, when God married Israel, he literally married them. It was a marriage relationship. That's what he chose there. He told them, look, if you would just follow my instructions, you'll have nothing but good. Yeah. There will be no sickness, no disease, no enemies, no poverty, no shame, and all that. Well, have they done it? No. And this is what they brought on themselves. And when they were honest, they acknowledged it, they came back, and then he took them back, and he removed all the curses from them. But if we continue to insist as humanity to go our own way, we determine the level of pain we're going to go through in life. A person that is lazy does not want to get education. What kind of a life is he going to provide for his family, and whom can he blame but himself? That's the way it goes. We can't blame God for that, you know, point the finger at him when we are the one who are causing it. And for our children, yes, they are innocent, but their parents, unfortunately, are not always are innocent, and they, in essence, inflict this kind of a life on their children. But even then... God is always there to help. If we're willing to turn around, he turns things around, and we have very little problems in life. So that road is always there, back to him and to better life. Those who do it, they know it. Those who just accuse, well, obviously, you know, nothing comes out of it. We just get bitter, and we don't get the point. So, Mike, is it, is it fair to say that... Um it was Satan who then polluted the human sexual teachings on humanity? He did it from the beginning because what he couldn't get, he was not about to allow men to have. Sort of, you know, jealousy issue. What, you know, what makes you yeah. think that you deserve it? I, did, I don't get it. You know, you are not going to get it either. And that's an insane mind. So he had to go to that which separates humanity, which separates a husband and wife from each other, which would cause a lot of problems within the family and for future generations, and also at the same time destroy the relationship that could be pure and wholesome and clean between them and their creator. So he had all the reasons in the world to do it, and yet man was given the choice. It doesn't have to be that way if you follow me instead of him. So we still have the same choice to this very day. I can choose either to still rob, defraud, cheat, fornicate, or do whatever it is, or say, no way. I don't want to do that. I don't want to give that example to my kids. A lot of it is up to me still to this very day and up to you and up to everybody else. And that's where free will... understand that, things change. And that's where free will comes in. That's where free will comes in, you know. We we hate God Mm -hmm. if he tells us what to do and then, you know, and then on the other hand we complain when things go wrong. That doesn't make sense. That's not responsible. We have a mind. We should use it. True. Mike, what is the biblical outlook on human sexuality? It's a very wholesome, clean, pure outlook because it came of the very mind of the one that sat down, so to speak, you know, and designed every aspect of our sexuality without shame, without embarrassment, without, you know, guilt or giggling about it because he's, you know, uptight or whatever. So he recorded all those instructions in the Bible to show us that we are of a divine destiny, of a divine nature, of a divine background. And so everything we should do in life 
we should do it in an all in an atmosphere of total wholesomeness and cleanness. If I want to teach my kids the arts of music, mm-hmm. I teach them the arts of music, you know, with wholesomeness and cleanness and purity. I describe it without shame and embarrassment. But if I get, if I inject, you know, f- you know, wrong feelings into it, the kid is going to get, you know, some kind of uh, negative uh, vibes there. And he's going to believe, well, you know, I guess this piece of music is it's not nice, not good, not whatever. And so the Bible tells us very plainly, in a very graphic detail, in a very open way, talk about sexuality, teach about sexuality the way you teach music and arts and literature with glowing terms. And that's an acid test. A person is not capable of doing it, his mind and heart or her mind or heart are polluted and defiled, and they need a reorientation, which this book deals with, too, you know, how to achieve it. Mike, what is the biblical? I, I, I'm sorry, I've already asked you that question, but I, I was just I was just thinking to myself here. Then, if if we have gotten off the the uh, the path when it comes to humanity and uh, you know and biblical connections when it comes to sexuality, how can humanity then achieve a sexual reorientation to regain kind of a, a sane and healthy attitude in this area? Again, we go back to the Creator, and we realize that He's the one that created it, and He's a wholesome, clean, pure mind and heart. He's not defiled. He's not a dirty old man, mm-hmm. as unfortunately religion taught, directly or indirectly. And that everything that He did, every emotion, every passion, every desire, every part of our body, everything in the sexual organs, everything is totally wholesome. Once we recognize that, then we ask ourselves, well, how does He feel about it? What did He do? write about it how do you know did he inspire Mm -hmm. his people to write about it and we sort of brainwash ourselves in the proper way into the proper thinking and emotions and feelings and it's a process it's much harder to unlearn than to learn and when children are very young that's the time to begin the process teach them things the wholesome way instead of the dirty way and then they'll grow up with this and, and pass it on to their children. So if we haven't got that, we still can go back, retrace our steps, right? and then gradually wash our brains of all the filth and sentient pollution and regain sanity, emotional, you know, sexual, mm-hmm. sensual, and everything that you know, we desire for, to end up from a crude whatever into pure whatever. Mike, why is the biblical book written by King Solomon, the Song of Songs, considered as the masterpiece of the arts of love? It is for the simple reason uh, there was a debate actually in the second century about it, a very first debate, should it be in the canon? Mm-hmm. Some rabbis said, look, it's so sensual, it's so graphic, it's so uh, detailed, it's so physical, you know, it, it arouses a lot of passions and emotions, how can you put it in the Bible? Rabbi Akiva, among the many, but he was the chief one at the time, he said, on the contrary, because it is sensual and physical and all those things, it leads toward God. God wants us through the physical relationship that we have between us and our mates. And he, by the way, was a great lover. In other words, he had a wife and he loved dearly so very much. They had pure love and therefore he had a better comprehension, understanding, and clean mind and heart about it. And he says it should be in the center because it is the masterpiece of the arts of love between man and woman, between man and his creator. And therefore, they placed it there 
and regarded it, at least for many, as the masterpiece of the arts of love. When Christianity came along, they took only the spiritual concept of it and etherealized the physical. And that's a bad thing to do, because if you cannot experience it in the physical, you cannot experience it in a wholesome, clean, pure manner in the spiritual. And God put it in a different way in terms of relationships. If you cannot love the person that you see, how can you love me, the per, you know, the God that you right. cannot see? That's how you begin, through the physical to the spiritual. But it has to be clean, wholesome, pure in every way. Mike, stand by. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Always great talking to you, my friend. Exonation, Mike M. Joseph is our special guest. We've been talking about conspiracy against divine sexuality. Mike's websites are www.mikemjoseph.com. And um, Mike also teaches a Bible law series from the Old and New Testament on the Internet. Now, you can simply go to this website, www.teachingthelaw.org. That's www.teachingthelaw.org. Now, I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with Mike Joseph as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, our toll-free number is 1-800-610-7035. My email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And two websites, www.exxonradiotv.com. That's our main website. And the and Exxon TV is up and running 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days of the year at www.xzonetv.com. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. 
almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well, now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.x zbn.net. Exo Nation, Mike Joseph is our special guest this hour. Two websites, www.teachingthelaw.org and www.mikemjoseph.com. Mike, as always, great talking to you, my friend. Thank you very much for joining us this hour. Uh, I, I have a question for you, Mike. Why didn't Jesus ever get married? His purpose was not to get married. His purpose was to come and uh, deliver men for what he had done to himself, for what the devil had done to himself. Mm -hmm. So he was, mind you, Jesus Christ, when he came in the flesh, he was still married to Israel. He was married to Israel because he married them in Sinai and did not, you know, a lot of people don't realize that. As Paul said in uh, the book of Corinthians, chapter 10, verses 1 to 4, that the one that came down on Mount Sinai and married Israel was Jesus Christ. So he was still married when he came in the flesh. There was no reason for him to marry again, marry another old wife. He was still married. And so he died for his wife and her future children, all the nations of the earth. So that's the reason, the main reason why he didn't get married. He was married. You know, there, there are a lot of people, Mike, who believe that Jesus Christ was actually married to Mary Magdalene. What is your view on that? Well, faith, you know, faith aside, you know, some people believe, you know, the, the moon is a green cheese. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I cannot help, you know, that, you know, that uh, yeah. fictitious, you know, uh, thinking. But it's to total nonsense. <laughs> and, Mike, uh, quickly, what is, your, what is your belief when it comes to the quest for the Holy Grail? What was or what is the Holy Grail? Is it the chalice from the Last Supper, or is it the soul of Christ that is the Holy Grail? Uh, well, the, the reality is that items are of no value mm -hmm. unless God puts you know, something in, into it. In other words, the temple itself was nothing. Right. It's a building unless God's presence is in it. So all those items that people go for, they're in essence like the pagans. Instead of worshiping God, they worship the creation. So all those things are really meaningless, because they are not the one that brings salvation, deliverance, healing, life, and all that. It's God himself. They should, should search for God and have a relationship with him, and no, not waste their time on, on things that are neither here nor there. Even if you found the cross today, so what? It's just a piece of wood. Mm -hmm. It's totally meaningless. And God always warned us, don't make any graven image of your God of wood, of iron, of brass, of gold, or you know, whatever it may be. That's what the devil wants to lead us, away from God into all kind of crazy things like that. And that's unfortunately, is one of them. Uh, biblically, it has absolutely no meaning whatsoever.
And, and yet, when you go into some churches and some cathedrals, Mike, you you have all these the statues of saints, and you have candles in front of them, and and you have people who are praying to these in to these altars, you know, where you where, where they kneel and they pray to the saints, and and isn't that contrary to the uh, God's laws? Well, God calls it vain religion. That's why He said, "In vain do you worship me, teaching for doctrines the traditions of men." And that's unfortunately an awful lot of waste yeah. of emotions and feelings and money and everything else. And all that goes along to with the same story of conspiracy against sex from the beginning of time. People follow the wrong spirit. Wrong Mike, I hate to do this, people. buddy, but you and I have just run out of time. Mike, Joseph, thank you very much for joining us. Exo Nation, we've got to say so long for tonight. So until tomorrow, uh, until tomorrow night, that's right, at 10 o'clock, always take care of yourself and keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night, everyone.